The Buccaneers had every reason to play fast, aggressive, and sharp on Sunday. And because they did none of those things, they have all the pressure in the world sitting on their shoulders. That and more on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. You are Locked on Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to this episode of Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Bucks your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you're listening to this podcast. I'm your host for today's episode, David Harrison, credential member of the media covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for BucksGameDay.com, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. Together with my co-host James Jarko, we are here Monday through Friday for you, along with our everydayers and everydayers. As always, we want to thank you for your continued support for the program. And if you want to go another step in supporting the program and also getting more out of the program, become a Locked on Bucks insider. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Locked on Bucks. And from there, you'll get text messages directly to your phone with updates, analysis, insight, have conversations one-on-one with my buddy, your pal, James Yarko. Again, joinsubtext.com slash Locked on Bucks to become a Locked on Bucks insider. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bets. That's 150 bucks. If your team wins, visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. On today's episode of Locked On Bucks, we're talking about Todd Bowles, who gave an update on quarterback Baker Mayfield's injury that he suffered at the end of the loss to the New Orleans Saints. We're stashing and trashing some things before a critical week 18 matchup against the Carolina Panthers. But first, because of that loss to the New Orleans Saints, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have officially entered the NFL playoffs. That's right. It is 2023 NFL playoff time. If you are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and they need to feel every single ounce of that pressure because they weren't feeling anything on weeks in week 17 until about halfway through the fourth quarter. Uh, this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team, uh, save for some good plays on defense and, and, and all those things. And don't get me wrong. There were some positive plays on offense as well, but just the overall energy from that Tampa Bay Buccaneers squad in week 17 uh, lacking just is the nicest way uh, to possibly put that bottom line. Uh, this, this Buccaneers team was never going to earn a bye week through the number one seed in the NFC. Like that was never going to be the expectation for this team in this season, but they could have gotten at least a pseudo bye week next week against the Carolina Panthers in week 18. If they beat the New Orleans Saints because of winning against the New Orleans Saints clinches the NFC South division. You're not getting the third seed in the NFC. And honestly, like you're really going to put your team's health on the line to bump up from the fourth to the third seed. That doesn't really make a lot of sense. You're not getting the number one seed. Um, and you can't sit everybody because your roster is limited. You know what I mean? But you can make some guys inactive. You can call up some, some practice squad guys. You can put in some backups to get some time that they wouldn't otherwise get and save your most important guys for the most important stretch of the season, sit down, Mike Evans, maybe Chris Godwin, maybe Rashad White, sit down. Uh, you know what? Give Kyle Trask a start uh, against Carolina Panthers. But none of those options are in place anymore because the Buccaneers went out and laid a figurative egg. They didn't lay a scoreboard egg, but they laid a figurative figur- figurative egg uh, against New Orleans Saints. That bye week could have been incredibly important. So the ability to rest is incredibly underrated. In fact, Todd Bowles actually pointed to the fact that the Saints had more rest coming into this weekend's matchup than the Buccaneers did because they played Thursday night in week 16. And he pointed that out as an advantage that they had over the Buccaneers. That's a four-day advantage. Imagine having a pseudo bye week and having 
nearly a week of rest extra for some of your opponents uh, compared to your wild card round opponent. So it's not an excuse for why the Buccaneers lost, but it just kind of shows you that that advantage is very real. That is not make believe that certainly is there. Now, I'm not going to rehash the whole course of the game on Sunday. James did that on yesterday's episode live after the game. So if you haven't checked that out, by all means, go do that. But the bottom line is the Bucks team didn't look like one that was really invested in trying to come out and dominate their opponent. They wanted to get a win. They did not want to earn a win. They didn't want to beat their opponent. They just wanted to kind of get it. It's not good enough in December. It's not going to be good enough in January. If the Buccaneers now lose to the Carolina Panthers, then they're done. Their season is over. The winner of the Falcons and the Saints game wins the NFC South, goes to the playoffs, and the Buccaneers go home. And all the questions about Todd Bowles' job that we thought could have been, might have been put to rest last as, as early as last week uh, come right back up again. Even a tie between the New Orleans Saints and the Atlanta Falcons does nothing for the Buccaneers if they lose because if the Bucs lose and the Saints and Falcons tie, the Saints win the division. So don't be surprised if you happen to be watching the New Orleans game. I don't know why you would. They're, they're playing at the same time. So if you have access to both games, I think obviously you're going to choose the Bucs game. But if you can't watch the Bucs game for whatever reason and you're watching the Saints and Falcons, looking to see what happens there and looking for the score updates, if the Saints get the ball back at a 10-10 tie with like four minutes left to play, don't be surprised if they go into clock-killing mode because even a tie for them gets them in the playoffs. And at the end of the day, that's all you really need here. Uh, the Bucs win and they're in. doesn't matter what happens with the Saints and Falcons. Uh, and they're most likely hosting the Philadelphia Eagles in the first round uh, because I cannot possibly imagine the Dallas Cowboys are going to lose to the Washington Commanders Sunday afternoon. If the Dallas Cowboys win, they win the NFC East division. So even if the Eagles win their matchup and the Cowboys win their matchup, the Eagles would be the fifth seed in the NFC and they would travel to Tampa uh, in the wild card round to face the Buccaneers. If Washington somehow wins that game against the Dallas Cowboys and the Eagles beat the Giants, which isn't uh, a, as much of a sure thing as it probably should be, then Tampa will host the Dallas Cowboys. What happens between that NFC East division or in that NFC East division situation doesn't really matter uh, outside or what happens outside of that NFC East division matchup. Sorry, doesn't really matter because whoever loses the NFC East is coming to Tampa to face the Buccaneers. If the Buccaneers beat the Carolina Panthers, if the Eagles and Cowboys both lose, which would be amazing, uh, then the Eagles will come to Tampa. So there's two ways the Buccaneers host Philadelphia Eagles and one way right now uh, that they host the Dallas Cowboys. I'd prefer them host the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know about you, um, but the way that both teams are playing right now, uh, I would definitely rather see the Philadelphia Eagles. Plus, you have a little bit of an advantage that you've seen the Philadelphia Eagles in person this season. And actually, you've seen them at their better. I don't say best, but you've seen them at their better. So seeing them at their better, getting to study them since facing them during what has been a very, very downtime in, in Eagles football uh, for them. That, to me, is the most uh, most likely successful route towards playoff success. Uh, and then once you do that, going on the road, you know, you're going on the road to to so, to somewhere. I'm not sure where, but you're going on the road after that. If the Bucs lose, uh, and like Coach Bowl said after the game Sunday against the Saints, playing the way they did against New Orleans, they're not going to beat anybody. So uh, now with four turnovers, it's pretty much impossible to win with four turnovers in the NFL. Uh, then they figure to have the number 14 overall pick in the NFL draft. That's picking, you know, after I pick the games of who I think is going to win each game with a Buccaneers loss. Uh, it could get as high as number 12, I think, depending on other game results. So somewhere between, you know, 11 to 15 range is where the Buccaneers would be drafting in the first round. So there's about a six spot fluctuation because if you make the playoffs, then obviously you're into the 20 range uh, and all those things. So if they're going to make it, I'd like to see the Carolina Panthers come out and give the Buccaneers a fight for their money or run for their money. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't want to see the Buccaneers stumble into the playoffs. I don't want to see them come out, play sloppy with the Panthers, play sloppier. So the Buccaneers win the division 
and they lose six, you know, five or six, seven draft spots uh, because I'd rather see them come out against a motivated Carolina Panthers team and have to actually earn that win and earn that division title. Maybe that's just me, but if this team is going to give up that much draft stock uh, to make the playoffs, which again, the players and the coaches don't give a, a crap about the, the draft position. Uh, so I get that. But just for our conversation here, if the Buccaneers are going to give up that much draft positioning, I'd like to see them do it on purpose and with intention versus just playing a really bad team at the end of the season. So here it is. Uh, here's your playoff ticket. Um, I've got something we need to stash on the defense that we saw last week and really in the in the weeks uh, leading up to last week against the New Orleans Saints, but also something that definitely needs to go uh, from week 17 for the Buccaneers to get that win and secure the NFC South division crown for a third straight season. That's coming up next on today's episode of Lockdown Bucks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers, you get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The largest spread in the beginning of the week for NFL Week 18 belongs to the Dallas Cowboys, who are 13.5-point favorites over the Washington Commanders, while the closest belongs to the Indianapolis Colts, who are just one-and-a-half-point favorites to beat the Houston Texans. The app is so easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet, like live, same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, which is the best way to find popular parlays. I love building parlays, and you can do so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make your first bet a layup, and you'll get $150 in bonus bets once you make that bet. FanDuel, official partner of the National Football League. Thanks for making a lockdown. Bucks, your first listener, your first view today and every day, every day. Thanks as always for coming through and supporting the program. Locked on, locked on has launched their first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on sports today is here for you 24 7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today and on YouTube. And subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. Getting into this week's Stash It or Trash It. And uh, I'm going to stash points per game allowed by the Buccaneers defense. And, and again, and, and you know, I, I feel like we have to have this qualifier almost every single week for some reason. But praising, you know, one part of the team or one part of the team's game is not absolving that part of the game or that part of the team of any type of, of responsibility or errors or mistakes or flaws. Okay. So this is no way, shape or form saying this group is perfect. And this is, this is without uh flaw, but in the last five weeks, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been regularly allowing 25 points or less. In fact, in the last five weeks, they've done it every single week. No team has scored more than 25 points against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense in the last five weeks. That's 12 of 16 games this season that the Buccaneers defense has held their opponent to 25 points or less. Now, uh, you would love fewer points, right? 25 points or less is not exactly like Super Bowl caliber defense by itself. Like, you know, the Baltimore Ravens, or it doesn't matter what the offense does, you're going to win. Or I don't know, the, the Buccaneers defense that won their first Super Bowl as a franchise, uh, where, again, you didn't really need the offense to do much of anything. Just let the defense do their thing. But if you don't give up more than 25 points in a game, then you'll be in it every single week. At least you should be in it every single week. 12 to 16 games played this weekend were won by teams that scored more than 25 points. This is still a passing league. This is an offensive-focused league. That's what the NFL is. The rules are designed to improve scoring 
because improved scoring leads to more highlights. More highlights leads to more viewership. More viewership leads to people wanting to see it in person more, which means more tickets, which leads to more popcorn and $17 beers and, and overpriced shirts and all those things. If it were simply about player safety, like some of these rules that the NFL institutes were simply about player safety, then offensive players would get flagged for lowering their helmet into the heads of defensive players. But guess what? They don't. Only defensive players get flagged for lowering their helmet into the heads of offensive players. And it's not even every single time, but you know what I mean? Like there's no flag for a wide receiver crowning a defenseless defender. Like that's not, that's not a thing, right? So don't get it twisted guys. The rules are there to help the offense uh, as much as possible. So if the Buccaneers can score 25 or more points per game, I can promise you they will be competitive in every single one of them. Now, doesn't mean your defense is never going to give up. Oh, I don't know, 39 points to a rookie quarterback. But even if your defense gives up 30 plus points, 25 points in the game, that means you're within two scores. It means at least during the majority of that game, you're probably in it uh, for the majority of that game. So anyway, the Buccaneers have done that only six times this season. They are five and one in those games. The only loss, rookie quarterback CJ Shroud in the Houston Texans. Uh, now, the other side of this matchup this weekend and why we want to stash this moving forward, the Carolina Panthers have only scored 25 or more twice, and they're actually 0-2 in those games because their defense has given up even more points. The Panthers' defense has surrendered 25 points or, points or more eight times this season, and the Carolina Panthers, unsurprisingly, are 0-8 in those games. The only win of the year uh, that they have, they held their opponent, uh, the Atlanta Falcons, under eight points. The Bucks were held to the only NFC South win uh, of the year anyway. The Bucs were held to have been held to less than 10 points once this season. Uh, the Panthers offense defense scoring averages have them being outscored 14 to 25, while the Buccaneers scoring differentials have them leading 21 to 20. So, again, that should be something that this team should be able to continue into week 18. We should be able to see this Buccaneers defense finish with six games straight, allowing 25 points or fewer. Uh, and that'll go a long way to the Buccaneers, not just getting a playoff spot, but earning a playoff spot. What do I want to trash? From last week, week 17, New Orleans Saints lost to this week. Uh, I'm going to call it arrogance. And, you know, it may not actually be arrogance. Call it uh, complacency. Call it, I don't even know, laziness. Call it, I don't know. I don't know whatever you want to call it. I'm going to call it arrogance. But basically, the Buccaneers squad that I saw take the field on Sunday against New Orleans Saints looked to me like a squad that just kind of thought they were going to win. Like, this is who we are. This is what we're going to do. We won four in a row. We're going to win five in a row. And we're just going to win this division. And that's just what's going to happen. Um, it's hard to imagine that a team in this situation playing this division still needing a win uh, this late in the season. Like your, your top title contenders, even the ones who have kind of struggled, like the Philadelphia Eagles and the Buffalo Bills, would have this division clinched already. Like wouldn't have even needed a win last weekend, would have still had the division clinched anyway. And they're having down years. So a team who's who's kind of over who kind of who's kind of overestimated or overperformed some of the expectations this season for them to be that arrogant uh, is really kind of surprising, but you know, so again, arrogant might be the wrong word. I don't know what you want to replace with complacent, something like that. The, the bottom line is this team did not come out motivated, which is a failure on the coaches, which they, they admitted at least through Todd Bowles. Uh, it's a failure on the leaders of this team. And it's a failure on every single player on that roster. Like you can't, it's, it's hard to imagine that even if you're coming in on a four game win streak, that you don't look, you, you couldn't look any less ready to play this Saints team and it's it's even more ridiculous given what was on the line. And the fact this is the Saints, guys. Like, the Saints could have the number one pick secured. You could be the top team in the NFL this season. And they're going to come out and try to knock your block off. Like, that is just what Saints-Bucks football has become. 
They always bring the heat. Todd Bowles even comments on after the game saying, quotes, our coaches have got to come up with a better game plan on both sides of the ball, and the players have got to play it better. We were off kilter from the start. That's a good way of putting it. I said arrogance, off kilter. There you go. They did a good job manufacturing a drive down the field, keeping us off balance. They did a good job getting turnovers. They did what they were supposed to do and came in here to do it, and we didn't, end quote. Um, yeah, and I think that's probably the most honest we've heard Todd Bowles be all season long. Off kilter is a little bit nicer than I would put it, but it's not a bad way of doing it. Getting the job done on turnovers, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers turned the ball over four times. Uh, you know what I mean? The the, the ugliest one, uh, you know, well, you could debate which one was the ugliest one, but perhaps the ugliest one, Trey Palmer's fumble. Look, the kid's trying to make a play. Got that. Uh, but you got to go down securing the football. And I know for a fact that they, they train on that, they coach on that, they practice drills on that, on going down the field, protecting the football. You can't put that arm out there like that and leave the ball in one hand uh, while you're going down. It, it's It's got to be better. You know what I mean? And and that's just the bottom line. And Trey is not the only one that's got those those issues. So just across the field, man, didn't seem to have a plan to counter the Saints uh, after they got the early advantage. You know, you got to have a game plan. Yeah, but you also have to have a, a, an alternate. You got to have a counter plan. You got to have contingency plans in place. You know what I mean? If our plan is to throw the ball to Mike Evans, but they're taking Mike Evans away. What do we do after that? You can't just keep throwing the stinking ball to Mike Evans and say, and that's not what they did. But I'm just giving you an example. You got to have at least the skeleton of an alternate plan in place that you can flesh out when you need to. Uh, again, should have been a playoff feel from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, we didn't get that feel from them. We didn't get that play from them. And now we have a situation where this team is at a whole, whole bunch of pressure coming into Week 18 uh, played way too sloppily until it was too late. Basically, the last half of the fourth quarter, they turned it up. How much of that was on the Saints playing softer defense and how much of it wasn't, I don't know. But, you know, it wasn't until then. Uh, Todd Bowles continued saying, quote, we definitely sunk it up as coaches. We sunk it up as players. We didn't play up to our standard. We're trying to win our division, and we didn't win one. Uh, we have another chance next week, and we need to come back Tuesday ready to work. By any means necessary, we have to show up Sunday, end quote. Yeah, but you had to show up Sunday in Week 17. And you didn't. So this is honestly, this is just a reach down and grab your leadership as hard as you can and, and get it done. Like the leaders on the field, the leaders in the locker room, the leaders and the coaching, you know, uh, offices, uh, you know, this is where you show who you are, show what you're made of. Uh, and unfortunately, they could show that who they were this last weekend is who they really are. And the Carolina Panthers could still hand them a win anyway. Um, Todd Bowles said a lot of things. Obviously, I like some of the things that he said. I don't like that the fact that he had to say them, but I appreciate the fact that he actually did say them. Uh, and said them publicly because that has me uh, that that makes me respect you a little bit more uh, as a head coach because your team absolutely deserves to be called out from the coaches to the players, which Todd Bowles did following that game on Sunday and again on Monday. Uh, but Todd said some more things. We're going to talk about those coming up next on this episode of Locked On Bucks, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and the most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player set projections. Sit back and watch the games with more invested than ever before. It's early still, so some of the options are limited for the National Football League's Week 18 schedule of games. But right now, I'm going with Buccaneers quarterback Baker Mayfield to have more than 223.5 yards passing against Carolina Panthers and Seahawks running back Kenneth Walker III to have more than 62.5 rushing yards against the Arizona Cardinals. Price Picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits, exits the game in the first half, does not return in the second, 
that player is rebooted. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an insurance policy. So go to prizepix.com, use the promo code prizepix.com slash locked on NFL. Use the promo code locked on NFL, all in lowercase for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that promo code locked on NFL, all lowercase for a first deposit match up to $100 at prizepix.com slash locked on NFL. PrizePix daily fantasy sports made easy. Wrapping up this episode of Locked On Bucks, talking about Todd. We're talking about Todd Bowles and the things that he was talking about. We've already talked a little bit about what Todd Bowles had to say, but one of the more important things that Todd Bowles had to say on Monday following the loss was on the status of quarterback Baker Mayfield, who looks to have injured his left shoulder thanks to a late hit from the Honey Badger because he just don't care, um, even as a veteran uh, on Sunday. But it turns out it was a rib injury. So Todd Bowles asked about the status of quarterback Baker Mayfield, said, quote, his ribs are sore. He'll be fine by Sunday. End quote. Uh, love the depth of the comment there, Todd. Um, Todd Bowles back to his normal short answer itself. We're actually going to get a much deeper answer here in just a second. But um, that was a little bit of a revelation. In fact, Todd was actually asked, clarified, like, you know, did he suffer any more injuries? Da, da, da. Todd Bowles basically was like, he'll be fine. Um, but basically, it wasn't a shoulder injury. It looks like it was a rib injury, a ribs injury, um, which caused baker to have his arm hanging down and look i'm not a doctor and i'm certainly not baker mayfield so i'm not going to dispute it but apparently it's a rib injury that's still not good uh maybe a little bit of extra padding on that rib protector against the carolina panthers brian burns uh if he plays will certainly be uh targeting that area on baker if he can get in there so good to hear the baker should be fine for sunday against carolina panthers obviously got to keep an eye out for that and make sure that doesn't get aggravated um on what he learned from sunday's game todd bull said quote the effort is there you know uh, I thought we started slow in all phases. We started slow defensively. We didn't get off the field. We didn't get going offensively. We knew what to do. We were just in a daze the first quarter and a half before we could get anything going. And by then, it's too late against a good football team. You watch it, you analyze it, you talk about it, and you work at it in practice. We need to know. Uh, we need. We know we need to start faster. We know we have one more game to get in, and we have to do everything it takes, end quote. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, a little bit of sense of urgency there. Uh, I disagree with some things that Todd said here. Uh, the effort is there, something that he said. I don't believe that the effort was there. Uh, that's not what I saw on the field. Um, not only did he start slowly, he started sloppy. And typically sloppy comes from a lack of focus, like focus comes from a lack of effort. So, uh, to me, uh, the effort wasn't there. Uh, yeah, he started slow. And I don't think it was a first quarter and a half before they got anything going. Maybe a first quarter and a half before they got, you know, a drive moving forward, certainly. But you know, even their first drive into scoring position was, 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 you know, uh, taken off by sloppy play. So, you know, and to say that your team was in a daze the first quarter and a half, but that the effort was there to me just is counter, uh, the, the, your own comments counter your previous comments, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned. So it is what it is. And I'll tell you right now, first quarter and a half, uh, it wasn't too late. It, it absolutely was not too late. In fact, it wasn't too late going into the fourth quarter. Like, like the, that, and that's kind of the point behind wanting to keep the defense being able to keep opponents off the scoreboard as much as they can. You know, 17 points, don't get me wrong, that's not that's not an easy, uh, you know, hill to climb. 20 points, not an easy hill to climb, but you're still in the game uh, at that point in time. You weren't in the game, and I don't think anybody thought you were going to come back in that game really because of the sloppiness. And again, sloppiness is an indication on lack of focus because we've seen this team play clean, we've seen this team play sharp. And when we do, you see the energy level, you see the focus level, and it's higher. So, you know, so again, I appreciate Todd Bowles' clarity uh, and his honesty and his, his willingness to call out his team from a coach standpoint, from a player standpoint. He's willing to do it this week. I hope that stands out to the players. I hope that motivates them. I hope it gets them mad. I hope it gets them whatever they need to get to go out there and put a whooping 
on the Carolina Panthers. Like I'm talking like you need to come out of that bad boy, like 38 to three, just go out there and just dismantle the Carolina Panthers on Sunday. Coming up tomorrow, we'll hear from Evan Klosky, who I'm sure has some very interesting things to say following that Saints game. WTSP Wednesday coming up. In the meantime, if you have questions or comments, leave them in the YouTube comment section or text the show by going to jointsubtext.com slash locked on bucks, become an insider, get that immediate access to James Jarko. Thank you so much for making Locked On Bucks first listen of the day every day for making us a part of your day, part of your routine every day. Thanks for coming through and thanks for coming through tomorrow as well. Until we speak again, please be safe, be kind, fire those cannons. We'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. <laughs>